Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. My name is Lyndon Burton, joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Chris SJE. This is episode 45. Chris, how you doing, my brother? Hey, man, I'm doing Gucci, man. I'm feeling lovely. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, uh, the weather's been beautiful. I just feel beautiful. Yeah, it's good vibes out here. We even, I don't even know if they can see the candle lit, but we got the candle right now. Of I'm course. Saying, got my com- the company eight, you know what I'm saying? It's actually Lynn's company eight jacket, saying. you know what I'm saying? But we got Iconic. all the figures and everything. The set looking nice, courtesy of Pure Fiction Collectibles. Shout out to the shout out to the homies at Pure Fiction Collectibles. Be sure if you're in Lafayette, Louisiana, and you want anime figures, wall scrolls, go to Pure Fiction Collectibles, located at and the Walmart on Ambassador Caffrey, uh, right in front of Faux Saigon. But I think it has another name now. But I don't care. I'm not. I'm not here to promote them niggas. I'm here to promote Pure Fiction Collectibles. Go check them out. But yeah, Chris, not a lot of stuff has happened since uh, the last episode, but we got some stuff that has really shook the core of the anime community. Let's get into it. Let's start off with the first one. Oda himself came out and talked about how he's executive producing a 10-episode season of One Piece that's going to be put on by Netflix. We don't know who directing, cast, or anything. How do you feel about this? 10 episodes makes me feel like the episodes are going to be pretty long, but 10 episodes uh, for one season, I feel like it's not overkill. That's giving us a little bit. Of, uh, this is not in any way, shape, or form replacing new One Piece content for 2020. Uh, I just feel like it's a, it, it's cool. Like everybody's so kind of like scared it? of it. Ooh. Everybody's kind of scared of it. And the thing is, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll maybe watch it and give it a try, but it's, I'm, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, like, I always peep out the live actions, but they're never really good. Even, like, the Death Note. I know some people uh, have watched the Death Note. Like, some people who really aren't in the anime that I know mm-hmm. have watched the Death Note live action have never experienced Death Note. They're like, yeah, the movie was whatever. I'm like, because, bro, that, that's not Light Yagami. Yeah. Light Turner is garbage. So, I mean, if it gets new people in just one piece, some people may only like the live action. People who not really super into the anime or even people who are scared of the 900 episode thing. I like it's just cool bonus content. I'm just glad it's not coming at the expense of anything else. We got Stampede last year, you know? Well, I'm glad you're positive because I am not. First off, let me say this. And I've seen people like, oh, this might get American audiences into One Piece. You have one first impression with this. And my thing is, I'm okay with anime live action adaptations to a certain extent. Cowboy Bebop, whether or not I like the casting choices or not, Cowboy Bebop to me is an anime that works live action. Samurai Champloo can work live action. Outlaw Star can work live action. Trigon can work live action. You want to know why those things work? Because they're based in our society at different points. Post-apocalyptic, space, future, but it's still based in our reality to an extent to where the technology is feasible, there's no crazy powers. When you jump to One Piece, you're telling me I'm going to buy a kid who is Mr. Fantastic a uh, a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, swordsman who gets three arms holding a sword in his mouth, a nigga who only kicks, a reindeer who turns into a human, and a skeleton man, and on top of that a robot. Like we gonna buy all of this. We 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 about to buy all this. And who who they cast as these people? To me, I love One Piece so much. I have the same rules that I have with Naruto. Don't touch it. Let it be. But because Oda's behind it, I can't be upset at it because he gave it his blessing. 
That's the dude who created. So who gives a fuck what I think? But it's like, I just love it so much. I don't want to see it tarnished. But like you said, it won't tarnish it. It's just, why not make anime live actions that we know will succeed? No, it, it might not tarnish it. Yeah, tarnish it, but it might. It really might tarnish it. Like the thing is, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution will forever Horrible. be uh, uh, one of its biggest detriment. Like if people talk about Dragon Ball Evolution, like the fan base tries to like, Pretend that never existed. And if you want me to be honest, if you want to do a shonen live action anime into a movie TV show live action, there's only one, in my opinion, that would work. And not only work, but kill. It's them. It's my hero. We're in the age of superhero television and superhero movies. That would work. Don't give them any ideas. But, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like out of anything, we've seen Sky High. We've seen like you know, but for uh, now, nigga, I'm not let you do. We talk about Marvel. We seen Marvel. What we I'm said, saying is, we, we just seen examples. My nigga said Sky kinda, High. I'm just saying that just because you know what I'm saying it's, it's a similar premise. <laughs> no, I feel, but, I feel, uh, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. At the same time, like uh, with the, I feel like they could have done it with Death Note. I feel like they had a Death Note is one that should have worked. It had an opportunity, like if they turned it instead of a trying to do because. To me, they were trying to do like a Final Destination type movie, mm. and it was like a, a action type movie. If they would have done it into a Netflix series where they kind of followed the same guidelines, it and made kinda, it thriller, suspense. It'd have been really good if they kind of kept to the the core of what makes Death Note Death Note. A lot of the uh, and uh, to your point of like certain things could work, like Trigun could work, Cowboy Bebop could work. The reason why we love shows like Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto is because the animate uh, the animation allows us to get lost in the fantasy that the the worlds build. Let me give you another example: Mortal Kombat. the The Mortal Kombat live action movie is horrible. I don't care if you fucking like it; it's I horrible. Like it. I like it because of nostalgia. Exactly, but they're making. Tell me about this. If you heard their remake, because they are doing a Mortal Kombat live action, another one. They're trying to update it. I think that maybe can work, but have the you fatalities. Seen the, uh, have you seen the the 2011 or 2010? It was like a, a, a long trailer. It was like Mortal Kombat movie coming soon, but it was really just a short. It was like... Uh, well, I, what I'm about to tell you, they're doing an animated movie that's going to be anime style with like gore and everything that would while be giving the live action. I get live action work. People want to see it, but like... The thing that makes certain certain IPs, and I use Mortal Kombat for example, the fatalities and the gore, that would be beautiful anime animation. And I'm I'm, I'm applauding Warner Brothers Animation for doing that. And it's like, I feel the same way with One Piece. And because I, I know people are going to be like, well, Lyndon, they're about to make the Fantastic Four. Mr. Fantastic's in there. We could get Gummo Gummo Luffy. Sure. They're about to make the Fantastic Four? Yeah, they are. That's, that's coming soon. With who? Well, We're not going to get into it. I'm going to tell you all they, <laughs> they keep. Why would they keep beating that dead horse? They it's got like Marvel, three different got, movies. They got to. But, but my thing is, if they're going to... There's already 900-something episodes, 900-something chapters. How far are we going? That's another problem of mine. See, my thing with this is... Are we going to get to Marine Ford? Are we going to get to hockey? And then when we get to hockey... I do not want to see Gear 4 Luffy I don't think it's live be, action. Being that they're giving us 10 episodes, I don't think it's going to be anything canon. There's no way you're going to be able to do a 900. Even if you cut all the filler, do a Kai version where you short on the bridge version, there's no way you'd be able to do One Piece's storyline. I'm, I'm figuring it's going to be well, like I a mean, One Piece they could do forty-five. They could do five, 45 minutes an episode, depending on how much money they put Still, into it. Still, bro, 10 minutes per uh, 10 episodes per season. You know how long it would take you to even get to the time skip <laughs> in One Piece? Like, even with hour-long episodes and you cut out all See, I'm the thinking bullshit. the first season is all East Blue. Like, Zoro, we, we meet Zoro, Sanji, Usopp. 
Like two episodes, we're in the first two episodes, Morgan's with uh, Zoro. The I next can't imagine two, getting like Usopp's whole story off in, in two one episodes. 45. Oh, in two episodes? In two, let, ten episodes. It's ten episodes a season. First two, Zoro and Luffy meet. Second, oh, and the Shanks shit. That all happens in that shit. Second two, the Usopp shit. Then uh, the Sanji shit, maybe like one episode Sanji. We had, we have four, we're at five right now. Hmm. The next five, Nami's full story with Arlong. You finish with five episodes. Now, see, this is my thing. You can, however they're going to do it, I doubt uh, many people are going to be happy with it. The thing is, I don't understand why Oda or just anybody would want to invest this much time into something that traditionally has never really worked Netflix for anybody. Netflix has to be giving him the fucking bag. For sure, for sure. But I feel like they're, they're squandering a bag. Because to me, if you're going to invest money into any kind of one-piece content, why this? Because there's yeah. a million... Like, the, the thing with My Hero, they said they were going to drop a movie, one movie a year for 10 years. Oh, yeah, that is Nobody would be mad. Nobody would be mad if they saw a One Piece movie a year. If you got that money to invest, invest in another Stampede. Like, look at what that did for you in the box office. Look at what it can do for you again. Like, Stampede probably was effortless for them to make. They were like, let's make a fan service movie. Let's bring everybody involved into it, like a pirate festival. Let's, you know what I'm saying? And not to spoil anything on the movie for those who haven't seen it yet, but let's just... Do that again, recreate that same feeling because I feel like gold came out not too long ago compared to um Stampede. Gold was like maybe maybe what five years apart? I, I assume so. Like it that was a long time ago. That was before I was a one piece man. So if y'all got if y'all got money to cause making shows, even a ten episode show ain't cheap, especially about like open sea exploration. That that's a that's a whole nother topic. How much money is Netflix putting into this? Because if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest, they got to put this type of money that Star Wars, Marvel, they more money than they gave The Witcher, and I don't know if they're doing that in the One Piece. And if you do anything less than that, it's not going to look good. Facts. Like like you said, if they put anything less to what uh anything less into it than they're putting into one of their big breadwinners like The Witcher, uh I love The Witcher, but I mean, you got to be working and, with and big And even budget. that, like that shit looks a little from time to time cheesy. Like they did a good job because I think on certain parts, but certain parts look cheesy. They could cut corners, but then at that point, why do it? Why you're, do you're, it? Yeah. You're putting out a half-assed product. If you want to do one piece live action, you got to commit to making it's it gonna, worthwhile. We're going to know if it if it works or if it flops the first trailer. Yeah, when we get that the trailer. The first trailer. I'm still waiting on a Cowboy Bebop trailer, so. Well, Spike broke his leg, so John Cho broke his leg, so we're waiting for him to heal up for them to finish filming. Mm-hmm. So that's that. But you brought up something that I forgot that happened, and I forgot to put it in the notes, but the My Hero 10 movie thing, that happened after our episode. I thought, I thought we talked about that last episode. Did we? We may have. We may not have. I don't have. think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure... That that dropped like at, right when we did the Kellen uh, golf interview. Yeah, no, that wasn't on here. Okay, well, yeah. We so talk let's talk about that. How do you feel about that? Ten movies for the next, uh, I guess, ten years? I enjoyed the first movie. From what I hear, the second movie is amazing. And it looks just like it's going to be better than the first movie. So they keep on, because my hero is not the type to like drop no mid. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, a lot of the haters may say otherwise. But if you if you look at my hero and their track record, uh, solid season, Better season, better season, better season. Movie, better movie. There's no, there's no. I don't miss. Think they're gonna backtrack as long as they keep coming with movies that are either better or as good as. And we and 
the first episode told us this is the story to see Deku become the how he becomes the greatest hero of all time. I'm sure he doesn't become the greatest hero of all time at 15 years old. No, like we have to get him to because we just saw in the episode that we're going to review, Endeavor became the number two hero at 20. So we got to see these dudes at least get to 18, 19, 20. So that's years upon stuff. So. That gives us room for movies, room for growth, a Shaputin, time skip, how we always think. But on top of that, there's stuff like vigilantes. There's stuff like wanting to know other heroes' stories. You can give us spinoff side characters. Bro, because I never th- thought about that. This is a Marvel. I can I compare my hero to Marvel in DC. The way that you have the Batman movie, you have the Flash movie, you have Wonder Woman, you have Shazam, and then they all come together for Justice League. Mm-hmm. We could get a Bakugo movie when he's off by himself, a Shoto movie, or some just different characters or different generations of heroes like Aizawa Sensei and President Mike when they were in UA. We learned that in My Hero Vigilantes. We could get a story about how they became heroes or Fat Gum. There's so many different places they could take this. That I'm interested all my time in America. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna get told eventually. So I'm not upset by this. And I saw people was like, oh well, can Hirokoshi make it? Bro, Hirokoshi hasn't put out mid yet, so why should we question him? Can Hirokoshi make yeah, it? Yeah, like what are y'all talking about? And I get we view this as an anime, but because Hirokoshi was so influenced by Marvel, by DC, I don't think Shonen Jump is gonna miss the opportunity because. They cracked the whip on Toriyama to get that Dragon Ball Z content out. You telling me they're not going to crack the whip on Hirokoshi to get this whole superhero universe when they see what Marvel and DC are doing? This is something that's going to be different from any shonen we've seen before, and in my already, opinion. And he's already got other people working on like like Kishimoto and um, I forget who who's who's uh, helping with the art for Samurai 8 and just Kishimoto's new product. Uh, oh, ty- uh, uh, it's not Taikubo. Uh, somebody... Yeah, Taikubo is Bleach. Yeah, no, who... But, like, uh, uh, Akira Toriyama has Toyotaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Horikoshi already has his guys on go for, like, uh, Vigilantes. Just, whenever you say Vigilantes, I'm automatically imagining, huh, maybe they won't turn Vigilantes into a series. Maybe, maybe they might get a movie. Maybe a movie series, like a trilogy, kind of, or, like, a, 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 a series of specials that are, like, an hour long. Yep. Maybe like, a movie or a special every once in a while continuing the story. Like they have just so the fact much that room. He has another writer, another artist on pocket just to do non-canon my hero spinoffs as far as manga just opens uh in this possibility. He's, he's already dabbling in Dragon Ball Super-esque, Samurai 8-esque waters while he's still relatively a newcomer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, 100 percent And my thing is, like I'm saying, if Marvel and DC can put out multiple superhero stories and then have the team up, have it focus on one person while still having the team up stories. I, I see no reason why My Hero Academia shouldn't do it. Like and they can do it very well. I, I can only imagine the the endless possibilities just from what they've already opened up. Like I'm just waiting for the point where they become where they graduate, and we see Deku by himself. I know people are gonna be like, "Well, what's Bakugo doing? What's Todoroki doing? Movie, movie, or like with some like you can do so much off of this." Facts. So we're glad we discussed that. But we're I knew we were on the same page for that. There's no negative in like, that story imagine if imagine if like they did a whole all might in america movie fire and you get a million new new characters introduced a million like historical characters in american and my then, hero and then world, we get my hero academia america right after that like yeah. it's not even a season even if you just start the manga and leave it people wanting the season, season like you, yeah the, the movie could do that the movie could fish to see hey would y'all want to see a my hero academia america boom. people be like yes we love those characters Boom, new manga. Boom, because they new already series. said that. I mean, it was said early in the show that America has a worse crime rate than Japan. For sure. So if it has a worse crime life. rate, 
Then <laughs> I want to see what's going with the Bloods and the Crips doing over in America with quirks. It would be so amazing. <laughs> Yo, that'd be litty. Because uh, their take on Japan is amazing, and their take on having different multicultural people in Japan. Like they got uh, black dudes in the show, uh, mm-hmm. whether you like them or not. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. to me they handled the the black people better than like one. Oh, uh, oh bro, one Rock punch Lock, man. Rock Lock, Rock Lock looked dope. Yeah, and he had him a little. I fuck with yeah, Rock he had him a little baby. Yo, I fucked with Rock Lock. And I, I, I fuck with that, and just, that looked better than the One Punch Man black dude. It, that's what I'm saying. The One Punch <laughs> Man black dude was not the move and they they handled that very well and i could just imagine them um just horikoshi being a, a big fan of american culture like i how, mean you know we, we know that when kobe passed away when he put uh he put kobe shoes on on a drawn a deku like horikoshi's the goat man he knows what he's doing like he, he's very in tune with not only japanese culture but american culture and he's not only in tune with our cultures but he's also in tune with what his fans want and he delivers on like the, the new movie. From what I hear, and just from what I see in the trailers, it, it looks, looks like good. fan service. Like they, they, he heard the fans. Like, oh, what y'all want to see this? Boom, here y'all go. And then I think with his movies, they lead to something. Like I think all of these movies, like yeah, these movies might not necessarily be canon, canon, but I think they are. I think we're gonna see maybe Melissa from the first movie come back. I think we're gonna see his movies are more canon than like a Dragon Ball well, One Piece yeah, movie. Yeah, facts. No one hundred. No One Piece movies are not canon. <laughs> like they are not canon at all. <laughs> and like the only thing that was canon in a One Piece movie was the fact that Raph Tail is really known as hmm. Laugh Tail. And Dragon Ball movies didn't really get canon until Battle of the Gods. I want to say. I, I feel like I, I, I guess the cooler movies are canon is as far as coolers canon. Like I feel is like it? coolers Freezer's real brother. But I don't think they've actually had. Him referenced in fuck no, cause like bro, like Gogeta wasn't canon for a while. Yeah, you're right. So Janimba's not canon. Battle of Gods, Revival of Frieza, and then the Broly movie. That's the only movies from Dragon Ball that are technically canon, or like maybe recap movies. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, let's get to the next thing. This was this is gonna be kind of reviewy, but we want to talk about it. The Death Note one shot was released on the Shonen Jump app. Me and Chris have both got a chance to read it. I'm gonna start with your thoughts, Chris, because you're a huge. Death Note fan, what'd you think of the one shot? I loved it. Um, my thing is, I wasn't satisfied. One hundred fifty. Let me not say that. I just wasn't satisfied in the ending. Like I, I, I feel like I was robbed of a of an ending uh, that I wanted, but I got the ending I deserved. Because at the end of the day, uh, nobody was expecting, unless you got it spoiled for you, the actual Death Note series ending. So, uh. I felt like this ended in a typical Death Note fashion. So when I got to the end of it, I was upset. But at the same time, I was like, that's Death Note. And I was like, you got to love that for that. Because Death Note's not the type of person to give you a happy ending or a predictable ending or just however the case may be. What I will say is my, some of my highlights of it was what was seeing Nier grown up, seeing this new Death Note character handle the Death Note in a way that's completely yeah, they did, unexpected. They did have Easter eggs to like the first... The, the beginning, like the the original Death Note story. Yeah, you got even, you got them even talking about how Kira is in the history books and what Light Yagami did and how people still to this day look at Kira's legacy and it's like, some people are like, yeah, he's a criminal, he's a, he's a, he's a devil, he's yeah. like a, the one of the worst criminals in all history uh, and some people are still like, well, he's kind of a god. Yeah, he's the god of Japan. So he's looked at like, it, it's good to see that in, in one aspect, and it's so realistic too. This is real life. Like people happen and people worship them and people hate them. But like he's one of the people who was a real person in that um that world. And he has a bunch of people who are like, nah, scum. He we hate everything he stands for. And some people are like, hey, he wasn't wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I also really like this take in the sense, oh, we're gonna spoiler on this, but the take of 
how Minoru Tanaka is like this dude. I like I'm not gonna be like like Yagami, but he was still super smart, still the type of person that he I'm not gonna say he's as smart as light, but he's in that vein of intelligent. He came up with this plan. He came up to this plan that the new L thought, like, yo, I can't I can't even stop this dude. Like this dude's gonna get his shit off. And basically the way instead of killing people, he was like, No, I'm gonna make everybody in Japan rich and they're gonna think of me as a god Facts. as well. And it's like Yo, he will be considered and, that. And see, shout out to my bro Otaku guy because he tweeted this. He was like, whenever it first dropped, the chapter first dropped, he was like, man, that new fucking Death Note chapter was ass. And I was like, whoa, 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 but why? But I understand because he had said something about um the ending, like, spoiler alert, you know what I'm saying? But at the ending with the last rule being written, it did seem kind of ass pulley and it did seem kind of unfair and out of pocket. And that's what fucked me up. But see, it made sense. And to me, it made, it made sense it in, makes in sense classic to me. Death Note fa- yeah, uh, fashion. Yeah, and it's like, Ryuk, you're fucking with the humans again. Like, the, the Shinigami King's like, nah, bro, we can't have some of this shit me, popping off. To me, that's hilarious how the Shinigami King calls him in. Now, I knew something was going but to be, go down. But so you gotta calls think, him another in. reason why I think it works is because the way that Light Yagami affected the human world, they had to do something about it. Mm-hmm. This dude affected the human world in a sense, I'm not going to say more than Light, but in a sense that's just as impactful because he had the world leaders of America and China bidding over a tool that could kill anyone. See, this is what I really respected about him, right? We got the the Death Note quote unquote hero we never we never thought we wanted, yeah. And we never got because yeah. we got light and as badass of a character light was, it He's would be wrong to call him a hero. Like he was definitely he thought he was a hero, but his egotisticalness took over him. But with this guy, he's sitting there like, huh. What plan? What would I do with the Death Note if I had a Death Note? And he's thinking about history. He's thinking about how Kira's revered. He's like, that is amazing how he did everything, but he it ended badly. Yeah. So he's sitting there like, I wouldn't even want to fuck with the juju of the Death Note. So he's sitting there like, I'm. And Ryuk had said that. Ryuk was like, I do find it interesting how you one of the only people that ever, that have ever used a Death Note, and you've technically used it, but you haven't even written, written down name. one name and yeah. killed one person. Like even at the end of the 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 series, whenever he spoiler alert comes to his demise, you know what I'm saying? You see that the world, he low-key is a hero because he didn't kill anybody. A, the Death Note didn't fall in Trump's hands, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> or whoever the president of America <laughs> that, that, that was. was Trump, that bro. looked like Trump. I was, I was jotting that all day. I was like, bro, they really got Trump. They, it like looks just enough like Trump to be like, that's Trump, but just enough not to be like, no, that's not Trump, just in case they ever fuck with him. But um, just the fact that Trump was, they told Trump about the rule, which is the only reason why I'm mad homie died, because they told Trump about the rule, and Trump was like, hey, I'm not touching that. So to me, the transaction wasn't completed, but the transaction was, was completed, completed on his end, yeah, because he got the money. But the thing is, he worked as a hero because he robbed America, which is not to shit on America, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't come looking for me, government. But like, they, he got America, stuck them up for having much money, and Trump, whenever he announced he was going to buy the Death Note, he was like, I'm going to buy it and not even use it just to keep this evil out of the world, which is a very good political move. Yeah, that doesn't mean that's great. But the thing is, he's lying. He's going to be like, I still got it to the to his people. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, he still stole it. He doesn't know that he didn't take it. And um, it's just, it, it was cra- it was a crazy ending in, and in, that's in why, classical that's Death why, Note fashion. And that's why I dug it, because it... It showed us a different take on it, like you said, but also it leaves the door open for Ryuk to come back and mess with the human oh, world. And see, the, the last thing where I said he was really a hero, because it was talking about how J- Japan was however much in, in debt. debt. Yeah, he got him out of the debt. Like, he literally got Japan all that money. He got himself some money, too, so he was kind of thinking selfishly, but at the same time, he, he got like, himself- I'm going to get me some money and everybody else some money, and but it's going to be smart so they can't track it the, to me. The thing that I think that I'm not going to even call it selfish, because he got the same amount of money that everybody else got. 
And the thing is, he he did that to me. He did it kind of selfishly because at the end of the day, if he get if he sent it just to himself, of course, you know what I'm saying they were gonna find him. So he was like, if I give it to everybody and I don't have any memory of it, as soon as I'm done with the notebook, he's like, I'm done with the notebook. Random, I'm just one of the random people who got the money in my eyes and everybody yeah. else's eyes. Like Hanier was saying, it's impossible. It would be impossible to find him with no knowledge of the death note. So. Just the fact that he did that, he was sitting there like, I am going to play hero because I'm going to take, like you said, equal amount of money. I'm not even going to fucking know. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm just, to me, I'm just going to be a random Japanese citizen. So he low-key was a hero for himself and his his country. And he's going to be remembered. Akira and, I guess, revert. They're going to call him Akira, but like. Yeah, he got a new rule written in the book. And to me, that was unheard of. I did not come into this one shot expecting a new rule in the Death Note to be the the plot twist at the end. Yeah, and he looked badass. Got to give it to him. For he, sure. He had more drip than light. Everybody keeps saying he's like a SoundCloud rapper. He looked like a K-pop. To me, he just looked like a typical like nigga that... I've seen a million niggas who look like this guy, like in Supreme and like Thrasher, just run around. So to me, he just seemed like he was just like, you know, like a new age nigga with the drip. That's like what I'm saying. He was, dri- he was dripping. But shout out to Shonen Jump. They have a lot of new stuff. I have to check out Guardian of the Witch. I hear that is... Pretty, pretty hard. interesting. Like Guardian the Witch looks hard. They have a uh, mashy muscle, uh, magic and muscles. I gotta check that out. That looks interesting. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but I haven't peeped it out. And yet. I still have to check out uh, a Gravity Boys. Haven't checked that out yet. I'm caught up with uh, Undead. Me Unloved. too. I'm still not 100 percent caught up with Zip Man or Samurai Eight. So yeah, I'm, I'm caught up with both of those. Too. I'm more caught up with us uh, uh, Chainsaw Man than I am of anything else. Real, but I, I'm like I ain't gonna lie. I really want to get into Jujutsu Kaisen. So like, oh, I'm gonna that's probably my start shit. reading uh, the next two. Just because this is anime talk, not manga talk. But I just want to throw out some things I'm about to start reading. So y'all hold me to this. If I come on these next couple episodes, I'm like, yeah, I haven't been reading My nigga anything. still ain't read One Piece, but he talking to us about JJK. But no, I'm starting My Hero. All right, well, I respect that. We're not starting My Hero, but picking up My Hero you from where we are in the season. Definitely should do that. Uh, my Hero, JJK. And I'm already on Chainsaw Man, Zip Man, um, Undead Unluck. And I might pick up uh, uh, A Gravity Boys and the new ones. But I might just peep out what they're about. I might just read the first chapter of all those other ones. And just continue on Zip Man, Chainsaw Man, and maybe try out Jujutsu Kaisen. So I'm kind of privy to what's going on before we start the season. But I don't think I want to read too much JJK before. I guess JJK is ones, fire. I'm waiting to see how they animate the action. Like, I'm pretty sure it's going to hit me like Demon Slayer. Whenever we get to episode, like, 15 or something, then I'm going to already be knee-deep into reading it. I'm, the, the episodes are going to be that good. Let me say this. JJK might give you a mixture of... But see, I kind of like the vibes more than Bleach. I'm not going to say Bleach vibes, but it kind of gives you Yu Yu Hakusho Bleach vibes. It gives me Bleach vibes as far as the aesthetic, for sure. Like the art it, design, character design, it reminds me of Bleach a lot. And the characters kind of give you Yu Yu Hakusho vibes. I'm not going to say the main characters, Yusuke, they're totally different, but they have similarities. I can see it. They have similarities, and that's all I'm going to say. And I love pulling similarities like that. Like, Tanjiro is not Yusuke Yurameshi, but the similarities he does have with Yusuke makes me respect him a lot more. Yeah, no, you're going to like JJK. But the next thing we have is Ghost in the Shell trailer for the new Netflix series is released. I'll start off with this. This doesn't look good to me. This is 3D animation done the wrong way, whereas Duro Heiduro and, and uh, Demon Slayer showing us how 3D animation could be done well. Even the Lupin, the third movie that's coming, looks amazing. Looks oh, amazing. Pixar-esque. This looks like low budget, the uh, sure fine or the Dr. Check or check version of what they were trying to do in Lupin. This looks like blocky. Like, I didn't like how Ghost in the Shell looked at all. 
Now, see, to me, this is just Ghost in the Shell for kids. Is Ghost it, in the Shell Ghost for Ghost in the Shell shouldn't be for children. I've heard of, I, I've just started, I, I literally just heard this term for the first time tonight, but like Zoomers are like, uh, like, you know, like how they say Generation Z, like how there's the Boomers, there's like the, uh, what's it called? Gen- uh, the Millennials. millennials and, then, and then, yeah. Then and then there's Z. That is Ghost in the Shell for the new, the new gen, like okay. the, the new gen. And to me, I don't like it, but this is Teen Titans Go Ghost in the Shell. But is it a new? St- My thing is, is it a new story? Which I think it is. And if it's I a new so. story, then bro, that's messed up. Because like, I revere Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is one of the best cyberpunk series of all time. And I actually liked the live action with Scarlett Johansson. I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't like very. It was kind of boring at certain points because they just retold the story in a very <laughs> drawn out way. But it wasn't bad. That's my thing. In all the animes I love is just this Netflix 3D animation that they do from Baki to Ashura, uh, the the other fighting one. I can't. I think it's Ashura something. But and then this Ghost in the Shell. I don't I like lie. how any that of them one look. look. That one looked kind of hard. The uh, the fighting one, like the it reminds me of Baki, but like different than Baki because it's like 3D. Like, mm-hmm. I, think I know what you're talking 3D. about. That one wasn't that bad. I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what I've seen from it, it was pretty good. Like not saying pretty good, meaning like. A tier, but it was some good B tier, C tier. And see, shit. that's my thing. Like, Ghost in the Shell shouldn't be C tier, B tier. And I ain't gonna lie, nobody's killing it harder than one of the shows we're reviewing, the Doro Hidoro. As and far as the three D animation, it's beautiful. I can't. Some it's it's hard to tell that's three D sometimes, but then when you look into it, it's like not that much. That's not three D. Whenever you're looking at it, it's just done so smoothly and so well that a lot of these people trying to attempt to do three D could take notes from it. But this Ghost in the Shell doesn't seem like it's trying to go in that direction. It's trying to go into the... Uh, you remember Reboot uh, on Toonami or Reboot It or whatever it was called? I think so. It was like with the green guy. It had like the green people in it. It was like super 3D, super blocky, super 90s. Yeah. Uh, like it, it reminds me of just something like that. It reminds that. me of Code Lyoko. It, it reminds me of like... Yeah, like Code, Code Lyoko and, for and, sure. And I don't... And, and, and when I saw that, I was like, bro, this looks like Code Lyoko and 3D. And you I can't Code Lyoko Ghost yeah, in the Shell. That's my thing, bro. You can't fucking do that. Like I don't want to see major Not Code Lyoko. Like, no. I love those characters too much for that shame on you netflix but hopefully it's good i'll give it a shot that's the thing it might not be bad it just might not be for us it may not be for core ghost in the shell fans it just may be for new fans who are maybe look at ghost in the shell how new generation which pains my heart like how they look at you you hockey show they see it and they're like 1992 let's look at the trailer they look at the trailer like i can't watch this old ass style it's like how whenever i look at berserk berserk fist of the north star they look dope i'm not about to go watch that old ass shit right now i'd rather read the manga uh, it's, it's, I feel like people look at Ghost in the Shell, even though that's early 2000s. Is it, was it? Was it late 90s? Late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. It just Maybe even 80s. But they, they gave us like two different, they, they have like their standalone complex. There's multiple versions mm-hmm. of the original story reanimated because it was but a see, movie at first. A lot of the Zoomers, the only Ghost in the Shell media they've ever intaken was the live action movie. And to them, that was probably cool, but it doesn't make them want to go back and rewatch old Ghost in the Shell. This could be something like a Teen Titans go that reels them in, and they may like this just enough to finally give the OG Ghost in the Shell a try and may love that, but they might just like this just enough to get them into Ghost in the Shell. I feel like that's the only point of them coming out with this. I feel like it's not catering towards the OG Ghost in the Shell fans, because if so, they would have not went this route, because nobody wants to... It seems like it is trying to market itself towards a younger crowd, just with the animation itself. You know and, what I'm that, and to me, that's a that's no bueno. See, it almost looks like chibi versions of these characters, but not 100%. It's not chibi 100%, it's but it's blocky. Close. It is blocky, man. 
But the final news story we have is a video game news story. My Hero 1's Justice 2, the new trailer drop, showing all the new characters where they're going. Of course, they're going to the overhaul arc. Crystal, what did you think of this trailer? Are you excited for the game? Whereas we said not to buy Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, will you purchase My Hero 1's Justice 2? Well, the reason why I ain't purchasing uh, Kakarot, or I have not purchased it, and I just got to say something about that real quick, just since you brought it up. I saw a lot of people talking about it first week it dropped. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Right now, it's like, what, three weeks out? Nobody cares. Crickets, because that game is horrible in there. People, they're talking about DLCs and making people pay for new people. Don't get me started. Even the people that were playing it. Like, like I've seen, and not to bring up any big names, because there's, there's those Dragon Ball YouTubers who, all, any new Dragon Ball game they're on, they're going to milk content out of it until the next one. But... Even the people who were like, when it first dropped, like, man, everybody talking shit about this not being good. This is amazing. This is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, we've been waiting on this since the 90s. They were on that for like a week, <laughs> maybe. Since the 90s. And now they're like back on Pokemon Sword and Shield. They're back on Fighters because everybody's still on Fighters. Like, nobody stopped playing Fighters Z. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's still on Fighters. Everybody's still on whatever they want. People before. still on Xenoverse 2 shit. But to, be, to me, um, One's Justice 2 seems like One's Justice 1 should have been, but they couldn't give us One's Justice 2 because we didn't have enough content. So they gave us a little... They a knew little, what they were doing. They gave us One's like Justice 1. Like the first one. Naruto game, like I remember when I had it, they went up to Gara and, and we didn't even get his full story in the thing. We just saw him fight one time and they gave us that first game and it was only up to mm -hmm. Gara. And then the next game they had, it was like, boom. This is the, It's like, it reminded me of this One's Justice thing. Now see, with Jump Force, it's another story because I got to throw it in the mix because with Jump Force... I'm feeling like it. I like Jump Force. I enjoyed it, but it could have been so much better. Yep. Being that they already had J Star's Victory VS, if they would have took that, expanded upon it, it would have been way better. But the thing is, with the first My Hero game, it's not trash because you got to imagine, bro. When you think Dragon Ball Z Budokai, when you think of Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi, was the best one to you Dragon Ball Z Budokai or everybody, Tenkaichi or was it yeah, three or Budokai two? Ten, Budokai two or Budokai three? The first but games it's, are it's just to introduce you to the game, how, it, how the game is gonna run. To me, the best Dragon Ball one was Tenkaichi three. Yeah, and that was the one the green cover. You gotta get one and two to get to three, and yeah. before there was three, niggas was probably dick riding one and two. So and even Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm three, that's the one. But at the same time, like they were still dropping one and two, and people bought it. But the thing is, they would have never got to three without one and two. So they dropped one. Of course, one isn't gonna be perfect. One of any fighting game of any anime. Yeah, is that's not my be thing with this one. I hope it's a little more smooth. And, and that's the thing. The gameplay was amazing to say that it's their first one and see their their the graphics are already looking better. So and you, I think you said uh, that it was, it was looking quicker too, right? Yeah, no, it looks. Whereas the first one, that's what I'm talking about the gameplay and everything. It 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 looked like when they would do attacks, it would like the frame rate would slow down, mm -hmm. and it was it would take longer to gather up to it's do less attacks. Like laggy. Yeah, it's moving a lot smoother. It looks like the the fighting pace has picked up. It it just seems like the controls and everything are gonna match the frame rates and everything involved in how it looks. I, uh, one of my biggest. Um Pluses taking away from the trailer was just I'm a, I'm a big roster guy. Yeah, so they a lot didn't of show new characters. The whole roster, but yes, I'm thinking like how many more new characters can they get? But seeing that we're going all the way to the overhaul arc and seeing that we're getting a lot of people from the League of Villains and the overhaul minions are going to be on the game. I know that for a fact. So we're gonna have way more villains. That's one of my biggest complaints about uh, one. We only had all for one. Um, Tomra, Dobby, and uh, I think uh, Toga. And that's it. 
literally, I, I think that's it. Yeah, we didn't have in we didn't have, even have Mr. Compress who's in this one twice, who's in this one. I'm sure they might put Spinner in here. And I, I'm not really super hyped for uh, Mina, though, but uh, cool, whatever. I would getting them. We're getting more characters, so I'm hyped for that. Yeah, because we it got gives com- diversity. Because you know, we have that one person that that's good at playing as him, and it's gonna spam him, and you're gonna be playing against him. You go by, God damn it, I'm getting really. Because I mean, I'm not mad. They gave us Kaminari last time, like. I guess Minato is like a fan favorite, so and, uh, Pink he should girl, be. In it. What's her name? Oh, Mina? Um, I just I just know it's just the acid girl. Yeah, I, I, think it's I Mina. just posted her because we got the same birthday. I just figured that out. The Twitter was asking about <laughs> what what anime birthday you have, and that's my main one. But uh, I'm I like seeing her in the trailer because you're gonna get to see like she showed her ass this season in season four as far as being the uh, inspiration behind what made uh, Karishima boot up, and being that we're gonna get all these. Like we had to get bullshit Deku, then shoot style Deku as yeah, whole we're just getting straight. We're getting straight uh, shoot style Deku. So this we're getting time. just upgraded versions of the character. So like in all retrospect, uh, one had to exist for two to be this good. But uh, two is gonna be amazing. I think this is the one uh, we should have got first. I'm not saying we should have got first because it's had to happen. But this one is the one. I feel like people hated on the first one. Because they were expecting this. And I feel like once they get this, people are going to be pretty excited. I know I'm hype. I know the money is already spent, in my in my opinion. Oh, shit. Shout out to Kaminari. We have the same birthday. Y'all, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Shout out to you get the cool niggas. Not saying, <laughs> shout out to Pink Girl, but like, you know what I'm saying? I was hoping for like somebody, like somebody badass. Yeah, like, but the, I was scared before before Kaminari. It was Shomaru just, or something. The only person before Kaminari was Fukuru, which was the nigga from the uh, CP, CP9 uh, in a... Uh, I got like a I got like a random soldier in Attack on Titan too. Like my birthday just lines up with random. But I did have Cyborg from the Teen Titans though, so that's Honestly, that's, that's, that's pretty fire. That's so. hard. But that's the end of our news stories. Let's get into discussion today. We have two questions submitted by you, and if you want to submit a question, how do you do it? You go to www.brosyouthink.com on the homepage. Scroll all the way down. Fill out the thing: first name, last name, subject line. Put anime talk question, and then put the question in and hit send, and we will answer your question on the next show. Or if you have a question, tweet at Chris at Chris S J E. Tweet at me, Lynn B W T, or at the Bros Who Think. We're really on Twitter. We're not really on, we're on Instagram, and we will respond to you on Anime Talk Pod. But if you want to get a question, in the best place to do it is either and Twitter or on the website. I reply to everybody on Twitter, bro. My 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 mentions are usually in flames, so my timeline is usually in flame because I reply to everybody. I got hot takes, and you know what I'm saying. But I like I like to share that kind of shit. Gotta say, if you follow us on the Instagram, we will respond Anime Talk Pod, and we'll tell you all about the giveaway who won it at the end of the show Thanks. and how you can apply in february but today's question the first one was sent <laughs> in by brad brad said if you can go into any anime world what would it be you would be able to get the powers of said world where ah, you going man i got a couple choices like i i would I, I i think i got like three i think out of all worlds i want to be in i feel like the attack on titan world would be <laughs> no i said i'm bullshit <laughs> I feel like I'd love to just be eaten by Titans and watch my family and friends die to the hands of Titans. <laughs> and the best part, knowing I can't do shit about it. Freaking Haz is going to meme the shit out of this. Oh, bro. I feel like that would be hilarious. Because I ain't going to lie, bro. I've seen Twitter do that. I've seen Twitter post like, which world would you rather live in? And it's like, oh, fucking uh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, and Attack on Titan. It's like, what kind of psychopath? I'm checking on everybody who said Attack yeah. on Titan. Like, I'm checking on your mental health. Or Death Note. Same thing for you. You crazy. Or Death Note, bro. Because what, what are the chances of you getting a Death Note? 
And then even then, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with nobody who wants to live in the death note world. Cause you, so you basically telling me you just want to kill, kill niggas, niggas realistically, yeah. like and and like lucratively. You want to kill niggas like in the the easiest, like most discreet. Man, if I was light, they'd have never caught my ass. I don't want no friends like that. You know what I'm saying? That's just if I was light, I'd really be God, son. It's like all right, bro, well, I'm cool, I'm cool on that. With a psychopath. So where you going? Uh. This this I said it I said Pokemon already, but that's more considered video game more considered video game world. But even because it is anime, I'd love to live in the Pokemon world just because that's just my shit. I would love I could just imagine I'm big on animals in real life. Like if you don't know that about me, I'm not vegan or nothing like that. I'll eat some good animal food, but uh, at the same time, like I'm really into animals. I'm like really against animal abusers and all that. So just Pokemon would be the perfect world for me. I'd be like probably the hardest Pokemon trainer of all time. At least I, I feel like at least if not Pokemon master, I'd be a good gym leader. See, I'm thinking I'm torn. I have three, so I'm gonna say one of them. We get to the other ones, but one off the rip. I would love, 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 love to be in the Naruto world, become a ninja with with chakra. But my thing is, if I'm not getting a visual jutsu or I'm being a Jinchuriki, I'm kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in the Naruto world. Well, I would want to be in the Naruto world, but I wouldn't want to be in one of those worlds where I feel like... That's like my third choice. That's like number three. That's not number one. If I'd be in like the My Hero world, I feel like I'd be Deku and without ever the chance of meeting All Might and getting All Might's Well, first. the question was that you do get the powers of this oh, world. Oh, so, so you do get... Yeah. Uh, even then, like in, in that kind of world, I'd be getting random powers. You get the tail nigga quirk. Bro, that would be so <laughs> whack. I'd have the wackest quirk to be able to like fart toxic gas or some something just whack. Like something you just wouldn't use for anything uh, practical. But Naruto, I guess you could kind of, it depends on where you're born. You can't necessarily pick what village you're born into or yeah. what. Uh, but and that's another thing. If you're not born in the Leaf Village, you kind of suck too. But imagine being <laughs> Rock Lee in that world. Like and True. not having, and not being able to excel physically. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, but I ain't gonna lie. Just being in that world and just best case scenario, Naruto would be an amazing world. Naruto would be fire. And First I'd, of all, I'd go to Ichi, Ichiraku Ramen all the time. Now, and that's that'd probably be delicious. That's another thing I'm I'm taking in consideration of this. The food of said world. Ah. Uh, that's because that's the thing. If we're talking about food, Dragon Ball looks like it got some good food, but I'd never want to be in the mm. Dragon Ball world because I'm a human. Yeah. Like, if I was if I was a Saiyan, Namekian. Maybe even then, bro, they gotta deal with a lot of bullshit. Like if yeah, you're saying yeah. if you're not Goku, Vegeta, or the <laughs> whoever's in the Goku family show, you your your planet got eradicated. You're all your niggas dead. You know what I'm saying? That's why Naruto's kind of cool because even if I get into the Sand Village, whatever, I'll, I'll try to make it out. And that time in the Naruto world, it's not always constant war, 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 oh, war. Oh yeah, no. If, if I'm going on, if if so, if they drop me in right when Naruto's like a Guinean. I mean, technically, the world's at peace. Yeah. They they just stopped the like war time. Very true. Like I would live through the Great Ninja, the Fourth Ninja War, and probably be an Infinite Sukiyomi. Like, put me back in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, that would be hard. But I mean, like after that, after that, the technology's fire when our in Boruto world. So you know, huh? I mean, maybe. But that's a, my that's my third choice. I'm gonna go with my 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 favorite um show of all time, Yu Yu Hakusho, my favorite anime, just because. So you would be a spirit detective. I wouldn't necessarily be a spirit detective, but imagine people like Kuwabara who always had spiritual awareness mm. and developed that. Like at the beginning of the, the show, you see uh, like episode one, two, three, four, when Yusuke is a ghost, he's like fucking with Kuwabara. Like he's ghost floating around and Kuwabara is the only nigga in all of the, the city who whenever Yusuke is flying around, he like turns around like yeah. I feel something weird guys. And they're like, oh, Kuwabara, do you feel another ghost coming on? So he's used to like that shit like that. They, they possessed him because he, so 
you could go from nothing to something. And cool bar is something wasn't quite use case something, but uh, but there my, were those kids, my question those kids is Genkai you, scooped up. Oh wait, but yeah, you could. I, my question was, uh, would you be able to harness your spirit power with not being friends with Yusuke? But I think you probably could, fi- if you could yeah, find I mean, Genkai those, and start uh, training. And imagine shit. those kids that they reached out to Genkai. Yeah, like the, the Genkai scooped them up. Just I, I don't feel like. If, if there was no use K, I feel like there would be no Genkai scooping up them kids. Them kids would just be lost kids with powers. Because I feel like use K opened up that that let me be a mentor, let me teach somebody back for Genkai. Cause he was supposed to be her last protege. Then she scooped up three random niggas and was like, I'm gonna whip y'all up in the shape and y'all gonna help me train my protege because he thinks he's done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, when she did that whole tournament with Rando, uh, who was a demon? Because like they, they had humans in there though. Yeah, like, if, if you were if you were a demon, you know what I'm saying that would be dope in the Yuhakusho world because they got like an exponentially large amount of power compared to the humans they've showed. But like you said, a lot of those people in the tournament were humans and they did have special yeah, abilities. No, so true. With just spirit, uh, spirit awareness and spirit abilities and energy, uh, you would be able to harness that and turn it into something. Just depending on your drive for that, and at the same time. I think Yu Yu Hakusho closed with the gate for Demon World being open, and eventually they just let it stay all the way open, and he just guarded it. True, 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 so true. That would be hard, like, just to be able to learn the spirit gun. That's something I've always wanted to do, and just the shotgun, the spirit sword, just making things materialize out of nowhere, out of energy. You might get, like, a spirit axe. One of the one of the best things, right? That would be hard, but one of the best things about Dragon Ball uh, for my childhood, which is, you know, everybody was just, we'd have these Dragon Ball Z fights. I was like, pew, 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 you got these lasers in your hands, this key, this energy. And in Dragon Ball, you could really only manif- manifest that into attacks, like Kamehameha, yeah. uh, Gatlet Gun. And Yu Yu Hakusho, you had an infinite amount of things you could turn that energy into, whether it be a sword, like you said, an axe, a spirit gun. And then you saw the demons use their demon energy to do all kind of different things. And I feel like spirit energy could be tweaked the same way. They were putting it inside of weapons. Like, there were weapons to boost it. I Honest, like just honestly, dope. it's Nin before Nin. It definitely yeah. was Nin before Nin. The only reason why I wouldn't want to pick Nin is because... Oh, I wouldn't want to live in that Hunter world. I definitely wouldn't no, want to live in that Hunter world. Fuck no. Bro, living in that... Just trying to pass that Hunter exam seems like hell. And in, in, in order to be anybody worth anything in that show, you, you gotta have to be a Hunter. Nin. Yeah, and you got to awaken your Nin. So and like, the, the thing with the Nin is you have only three different... When you got you got four different choices. Four. Yeah, you could yeah. be a, a conjurer, whatever they may be. Imagine there's only a couple people who can be more than one, or you have to train yourself to be more than one. I forget. I don't, I don't but there's there's know. usually your personality will de- will uh not predict, but it will determine what uh what nin ability you have, whether you're a conjurer, emitter, and again, I feel like I would have the whack one. Yeah, my next one is One Piece food wise. That would be amazing. The food looks great in One Piece. Mm. I would love to sail the seas. I would try to. Because the question says you get a power when you first come in, I guess I would try to get a devil fruit, but I would be more concerned with learning hockey because if you know hockey, at least I could swim if I'm on the, the shit. You don't even need a devil fruit if you got hockey. Yeah, that's my thing. Like it's well, especially where they and at you right can learn now. how to swim, like you said. Where they at right now? Hockey low key is like yeah, if you have a devil fruit, that's cool. But if you're a master of hockey, does, then does Zoro have hockey? Yes, he does. Come on, say Zoro has no devil fruit. That, he's one of the most badass characters Zoro in the entire San- series. Zoro and Sanji both don't have devil fruits and they have hockey soup. shanks doesn't have a devil fruit in his ah. he's a yonko and, and he see, has hockey 
Roger didn't have a devil fruit either. Really? Yeah, Roger. Would, well, as of we know of right now, it's just hockey that like, we know Roger has. As far as to add to your point of uh, One Piece being a, a great world to live in, and to add to my point earlier about animals, One Piece has some of the best and yeah. amazing creatures. Like, they, they have do. some of the wildest, most thrown off. Even Yo, like them the Sea King. Th- them Sea Kings would scare the shit out of me. Like, if, it was a real, if I was in there, real life, and mm-hmm. seeing a big ass... Fish, yo, I would cry. Like, that shit, that shit even if you take out the the One Piece elements that make One Piece amazing, as far as like the fights, the powers, the the turn up shit in One Piece, even the small little pieces that build One Piece up as a world. Like right now, my my old lady, her her ringtone is the bada 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 bada. Yeah, just living in that world, just experiencing that world would be a, a, a amazing in itself. Because things about the hunter hunter world mirror uh things in the real world not to 100 150 percent but in one piece they just take like the backbone of it and try to bring i would if i was in one piece and i wasn't living on like a pirate ship if i were to live in any city we've seen it would probably be water seven no it wouldn't be alabaster water seven is so it would dope. be it would be water seven because water seven is beautiful the government's cool like like uh not tom what's that do uh God, I'm looking at him with the uh with the blue hair. Who's the mayor of the of the town? Uh, ah. Frankie's brother, uh, or Frankie's like damn, I what his name is. With. Man. Yeah, I know. It's like it, I don't want to say Hunchback or some. It's something like that. It's not Hunchback it's though. I know it's not. I, I know that I shit know gonna bug name. me. That shit's gonna bug me forever. Man, look, but, I'm about to say, look it up. Yeah, I'm about to Google it. But Sky P is dope too. I would love to live in Sky. Oh, P. you would like to live on the uh? That's such a broken off part of the world like that's not even that's like that's low-key a whole nother world in itself because they're disconnected from the one piece the real world on the on the water yeah true they, they, like, they started yeah, their own the society sky. up there most people who were born up there have never lived there yeah and you can't even you can't really see them so and even post interu it's just a bad place to be his name iceberg. is iceberg yes, yes I, fuck with iceberg. Yeah, I, I would love to live in water seven it's beautiful so that's my second one you got another one let's keep going with the magical monsters digimon and I, this is not just me pulling out my ass, just being like Pokemon and Digimon, of course. I've been watching a lot of Digimon lately. I've been watching, uh, shout out to my boy, uh, Billiam on YouTube. Billiam is like a YouTuber. He breaks down a lot of uh, things. And I've been watching so much Digimon that I've been going back and watching his covers of Digimon as well, or just his breakdowns. And just, uh, it's got me reflecting on just how amazing of a world that is because there's a digital world lined up with the real world. And depending on the... The show, because there's Digimon Adventure season one and two with like Ty and Davis as the main characters. And then there's Tamers, which is like Tamers takes place kind of in the real world where like Digimon is a franchise in the show itself to where everybody has Digimon cars, Digimon toys, and people are fans of it. But nobody knows that shit's real. And then the main characters kind of bring Digimon to life. So I ain't gonna lie. Just having that, like there's the fourth gen of Digimon where you fuse with the Digimon and you don't have a partner Digimon. You just turn into a Digimon depending on the Digivice or whatever the situation was. But I like that whole opening of the world. Like every time they went to the Digi-World, it just looked dope compared to the real world. And just having a... You know how they talk about... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Online being a, like the World Wide Web or whatever. Yeah. Like this, it being an actual real world would be dope. Be able to like jump into Twitter. Be able to jump into these these different apps and my number one i was torn between one piece and this one but being that i am a big dc fan if i could be a superhero in this world i would i would love to be in the my hero world go to school for it i I feel like i'll get the worst quirk i would just want to get like a a a decent quirk like i'm not like (laughs) even if i got like a quirk like mirio it wasn't good at first but he made it good so like i feel like if i worked at it i could make my quirk fire facts and it, it like 
like you said, bro, you could turn nothing into something with that. Like you could have a, a regular quirk and learn how to finesse it and master it. Like, and since I haven't seen this one yet, I would like to have the water quirk. Like control water. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be fire. I think the dude who control wind, he has a fire quirk. Like I think an element quirk would be great. Other than that, eat a super speed quirk's fire. I love that quirk. That would be hard too. Yeah. No, because I'm of course, like you said, we would not get one for all, but Man. If I get like a super speed quirk or or one of those element quirks, like controlling water or air, that would be fire. Having any kind of quirk, not say any kind of quirk, but any kind of like how you said elemental. If it's not, even if it's not nothing crazy, if it's practical, I feel like that would be dope as hell. Like even like an earthbender type quirk would be lit. Yeah, definitely. So I'm choosing my hero, man. I I, I would go to UA and be a hero. I gotta throw these out just for um just to say I wouldn't mind living in a lot of these worlds. Some of them I wouldn't. Some of them I would, but I just want to open it up with with one and just kind of say space uh, themed, sci fi themed. I'm, uh, I'm with you on like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I, w- I would live in Bebop. I wouldn't live in Trigon. Trigon I would, is I wouldn't horrible. live in Gundam. Like, I wouldn't live in Gundam oh, World. Oh, God, like, no. We're going to war with no. giant mechs? Yeah, no, Fuck I'm no. good on that. Because if they draft me, it's not happening. <laughs> and if I got to if I gotta live on Earth and be a civilian, knowing that the fate Fuck of my no. Earth or country depends on these big Gundam fights. Fuck no. And that was a big political show. And That's that like Full Metal Alchemist. I wouldn't live there. Definitely like, wouldn't live in Full Metal Alchemist. Fuck no. They're going through wars all the time. Like, Fire Force? Never. No, like, my mom goodness, could become just, an infernal and they yeah, got the killer. Yeah, that would hurt my heart, bro. I but could like, not. Uh, have you watched uh, Astral Lost in Space yet? I'm like, I'm in between, but that wouldn't be a bad place. I, I would love living in Astral Lost in Space because that's basically like the real world post-apocalyptic kind of world. Like after all kind of shit happens in the real world and it's like futuristic where, because in, in the real world, they already have all kind of other planets and shit discovered that are so far we can't reach. These motherfuckers are reaching planets that are super far and it's... It, the way that they envision these planets that are oxygenized and have water on them, that uh, kind of... But see, that's why I'm choosing Bebop, because Bebop is straight up just if we progress to the future, and living what, on Mars and shit. That shit, Bebop like, would be fire. With Bebop, I love the fact that you pull up on the planet to fill up, and like there's gas stations that are like for yeah. your ship to go from planet to planet. And not there's like just, strip clubs on Saturn. And that's that's so hard. Like the same thing with Space Dandy. It's just like a yeah, futuristic... Space, Space Dandy would be fire. Futuristic versions of, but uh, like I said, post-apocalyptic. Would, would not choose Trigon because they live miserable lives in that wild, wild west. Would not choose Akira or Doro. D- he Fuck no, never God, in my life. If never. I had to pick like three that I would never in my life, yeah, Doro Hedero's up there because like Bruh. sorcerers just pop up and just kill you, and that that shit is so violent. Like, that show, Fire Force, no Fire Force. Now that you said that, fi- I, never I would wanna never want to live in Fire Force. I wouldn't want to live in Baki because they just do gruesome shit in that, and that's just Baki's just like the real world. But yeah, the attack- top three. Tackle Titan, Doro Hidoro, and, and Fire Force. Fire Those Force. are bad. And yo. there's probably worse ones too. Like there's probably ones we're not thinking of that Gun- are the worst. Gundam's bad. Oh sh- I just thought of Gundam is bad as hell. I would not. Actually, I'm gonna take out Fire Force just for the fact that maybe we can fight it. Maybe mm-hmm. if we because we do get the power. So we get the powers of them the, the second or third generation. Maybe, maybe we can fight it. Promise Neverland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never live in Demon Slayer, son? Son, you see the first episode of Demon Slayer, the main character gets his whole family wiped out. Nigga, whole family. But One Promise Neverland, I don't have a shot. Like, I'm Bruh, just at an orphan. Promise Neverland, you literally got to go with the flow or become food. That's basically Attack on Titan Jr. <laughs> Until one of them niggas come save us. I would never be in any of those, no. uh, any of those, like Parasite. I would never oh. be in any of those worlds where I could become food very fairly easily. No, God. Promise Neverland, Gundam. 
Attack on Titan. Those are some Fire of the worst Force. places to want to. Demon Slayer is just as bad. Full Metal Alchemist. Because like, what if I just bump into Muzan on the street? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Muzan just like as a distraction <laughs> killed somebody in the street. Muzan was was literally killing his minions. I'm clumsy. I would like fall and trip and just like, oh, sorry, sorry, sir, excuse and me. That's such a gruesome world too. Like them <laughs> demons be killing motherfuckers and it don't be pretty. Yeah, no, like those those would be horrible. I wouldn't want to live in Bleach. Wouldn't like, I ain't gonna lie, living in a world like and this is again with the magical monsters, but living in a world like Yu-Gi-Oh would be dope. Like you could play a game and the game 3D pops out in front of you. That's not bad. No, I did. And Yu-Gi-Oh, they had the card game, but then they had the, the dice game and they had the capsule game. If you got them kind of games, they had the one where like, you ride the bike. Imagine playing Pokemon knowing it's a game, but you throw a card down and Pikachu actually jumps out, you're not playing on a switch or nothing. That would be a hard world to live in. That would be fire. No, that, those are those are some good choices of worlds you live in. Let us know where you would live. You can let us know in the comments below or like we said tweet at us we want to know what anime world would you live in if you get to get the powers of said world the next question is from trina what are some of the best samurai anime i'm looking into getting into samurai anime well first off the first one i gotta say is samurai shampoo i would love to live in that world i mean it's just feudal japan so that'd be tight but samurai shampoo to me is one of the best samurai anime to me that's an essential like if uh there are two essentials i usually go to uh, Samurai Champloo and Roni Kenshin. But that Samurai was the next Champloo, one I was going to say. Like, Samurai Champloo is probably the number one essential because it has Samurai in the name, first of all. So they already let you, excuse me, they already let you know where they're going with this. And they execute on the whole Samurai themes perfectly. Like, just the two main character Samurai you get are just very lovable, very honorable, very amazing. And it shows you kind of two sides of a coin it shows you uh, just a feudal Japan world where it's just uh, very, to me, it would seem realistic and seem, uh, it's exaggerated to a certain extent. Yeah. But it looks really dope. It just like a, a great uh, painted picture of uh, that time period when, when Samurai's were really out here just jigging. You know what I'm saying? Roroni Kenshin. Gotta say that one. Like and that's, that's more realistic even than um, Samurai Champloo because like, Roni Kenshin took place in legit feudal Japan, legit in a specific time period. That's almost a historical anime because there are no powers involved at all in Roni Kenshin. It's just a crazy story. Yeah, that's one. Um, I would also say Afro Samurai. And that's another, like, if that's, if you had to pick three, those are the top three essentials. So, as you, for homework for you, for who's never watched any samurai anime, I would say Samurai Champloo first, then Roni Kenshin, then Afro Samurai. Actually, I would say. Shampoo first, Afro Samurai because it's a movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Then Rurouni. True, because Rurouni Kitchen is a little lengthy. Yeah, it is lengthy. And um, then just throw some others out there. Ninja Scroll, great movie. Like these are some movies that are just easy to digest. Sword and the Stranger, amazing movie. Like those are great samurai I'm, content. I'm gonna peep that one because I, I remember you mentioned that one before. I've never heard of that. That's one that's what that's gonna be in our best fights conversation when we get to that. I gotta throw out one um, show and uh. It's kind of a comedy, but it's, you know, Gintama. Oh, I was, that's a good world to live in, too. Gintoki, that would be a fun world to live in. But Gintoki, just, uh, if you want to see some lighthearted uh, comedy full of heart and also super dope action battle samurai scenes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's one of the ones I'll definitely peep out because you'll definitely leave with a, a good hurt stomach from laughing so hard and like an, a, a, a dropped jaw from just amazement at how how fast you go from ha 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 to oh shit like they getting they getting busy like as far as samurai fights go gintama has some of the top samurai fights in anime yeah no 100 percent. so i think those are some yeah so uh samurai shampoo 
Afro Samurai, Roroni Kenshin, Gintama, Sword and the Stranger, and Ninja Scroll is a very good place to start. I can't really think of too many other than those like, like I Samurai mean, anime. I mean, Samurai 7 is basically the... Uh, yeah. It's... Oh, what is that? Uh, Kira Tori... I'm uh, not a... Um, uh, Kurosawa movie. It's... Uh, it's based upon like the Magnificent Seven. It's like the seven, like where all these samurai come together. It's like the last, like the last seven or something like that. Would you or call seven uh, samurai? Yeah, that's what it's based off. Would of. you call Dororo? Uh, yeah, I would. Dororo is counts. I Just counted for some manga. I would say uh, Samurai Eight for sure. And there was a there's a manga I used to read uh, growing up called Samurai Deeper Kill. Okay, Samurai Deeper Kill was hard as hell. Yeah, I like you saying Dororo because that counts. Oh, Basilic is a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. So I, I fuck with Basilic. I'm trying to. I feel like this doesn't count, but Shaman King was hard sword fighting. But it was really ghost sword fighting and shit like that, and all the ghosts had. Swords. I mean, niggas could say Bleach and Demon Slayer. Yeah, niggas could definitely say Bleach and Demon Slayer, even though there was more shit going samurai. on. I would. I hate the arguments of like Zoro versus Ichigo. It's like shut up, man. It's two completely different, two completely different like power scalings. But as far as sword play. Both shows are dope. You know yeah, one hundred percent. So hope you hope that helps you out, Trina. Let's get into the reviews. Let's start off with the row. Hey, the row. We got two episodes. One was action packed, and one we got our first exposition episode. Let's start off with episode three. Boy, talk about bro. We saw our main character's head get chopped off. That was wild. What a hammer! Like this episode is basically. It's the Day of the Dead. I consider it Halloween and the row. Hey, the row time. Every once, every year at this time, in the whole, the dead come to life and it's zombies due to the sorcerers always doing magic particles and all the d- dust collecting and it gets into the ground of the cemetery and these creatures, these zombies come up and different exterminators have to kill them each year and Nakaido and Kaiman are some of these exterminators along with the doctor and as they're exterminating stuff, the Corazon, I guess his name is uh, Shin, the uh, sorcerer, and then... Uh, is it Neo or it's N-I or Neo? The girl? Yeah. Uh, no clue. Well, I want to say it's, Neo. It's, uh, it's Shin, Neo, uh, Ibisu, that crazy bitch. Ibisu is a clown, bro. That's one, one of my favorite characters, Loki. She's, she's just definitely doing, some good comic She's just doing dumb shit. And then the other homie with him, they track down Kaimon and Nikaido. Neo fights Nikaido and then uh, Shin fights Kaimon and they basically whoop their ass, huh. like legit whoop their ass. But then we find out Ka- a little bit more about the dude in Kaimon's head. That shit was that, crazy. Uh, Nakado's a sorcerer at that moment too. Yeah, we did. Bro, they beat their ass, bro. They got they behinds whooped. The I mean, just the the graphics of when Shin's in Kaimon's head and he's seeing him and he's like, I got to get out of here. And he starts banging him with the back of his hammer into the side of his neck. Bro. And as Kaimon's like skull is pulling off his mask and we see blood all up in his head. Like, I don't know if people realize, but there's bite marks all up in his skull from getting his mask bit off while he's just banging yeah. him with the side of his hammer, cutting off Kaimon's head. That shit was insane. I, I love how graphic this show is as far as their violence goes. Uh, with with me, like the violence and the way it's done, especially if you do it in an overkill manner, it could either work for the show or against the show. This works for, for it. For me, shows like Baki, it works against the show uh, just because of how gruesome it is and how it's kind of like gratuitous violence and it's pointless. Uh, I, I don't really like that too much, but with this, it's like it, it's meant to uh, push further on the themes of like horror and just slasher. It's just very violent, very hyper, very, you know, 
fucking wild, just like the whole show Doro He Doro is, it's just wild front to back, it's just like a crazy roller coaster and the hyper violence adds to that roller coaster, like when the shit's going down as far as action goes and then somebody get hit in the neck with a with a hammer the backside, it's like oh yeah, it's like, it's like it, it hits you hard every time they go like I remember the first time they kind of teased uh, how the heart guy uses that hammer whenever uh, Neo, whatever her name is, how she was killing Buku people, and she's like, "Hey, how many did you kill?" And they show, just show him. He's standing there in a room full just of corpses, people. with just a bloody hammer, just standing right there, and he's like, "Like it was nothing." So you finally got to see him use that. That was that was amazing to me. No, one hundred percent. And then the scene where we see Evi Sue get brought back to life. Yeah, <laughs> it was gross, bro. They, that was that was weird. Mm-hmm. And then it wasted quickly. She got away, yeah, because she turned into a zombie. But the the end of this episode is basically. After Kaman's head gets cut off, they collect it. Uh, he's seeing visions of him in that alleyway. He's wondering what it is. Nikaido tells him when she first found him, he was head cut off. He got into a body bag. She went to go get her other cleaners, and all of a sudden, the body bag's up walking. He's like, what? I thought I just passed out. They're dissecting his head, normal brain and everything. It all works out. Then all of a sudden, the lights go out. They go to try to t- touch the breaker. Uh, Nikaido seems like he's wa- she's walking far away. Kaman starts hallucinating. All of a sudden, somebody behind him is like, says something, he hears it, turns around, lights cut back on, the head is gone. They see on film that there was someone, in a shadowy figure that stole the head, and that's pretty much how the episode ends. Wild. Nuts. Like, So what would you rate this episode one through five? I'd give it a good 4.3. Yeah, th- th- to, for me, this is a 4.5. This was solid, right. solid, solid episode. It, it, was, it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really hype. But even though we're gonna get into the next one too, but I think I like the next one a little bit more. Um, even though it was a lot of exposition, because the exposition we got was like crazy. But at the same time, this episode being just the, I was on the edge of my seat the whole horror part, wherever like you know what I'm saying, the lights were cutting off and they were walking through the hallway and dude was whispering to him behind his head and then the head went missing. Yeah, that was creepy. I was expecting some shit to scare the fuck out of me. Like I was just sitting there like, oh shit, oh I'm like uneasy, like I'm, I'm uncomfortable watching it just because that, that's the emotion they stirred up. I like the fact uh, whenever, you know, the heart character is just is growing on me. You know I'm a villain guy. So him just being an anti-hero villain kind of person is just kind of, uh, he just displaying his badassery episode after episode. Like whenever um, Kaimon bit his head, I was like, oh, damn, this nigga, I thought he was dead. Kaimon literally just got stabbed in the face. Yeah. And this dude just got bitten to the head. And as soon as dude bites him. He's like, oh, oh, where am I at? And the dude inside of Kaman is like, what's up, bitch? Let's see. You're not the one. You know what I'm saying? Then right after that, you see him. He's looking at it like he goes from, oh, oh, shit. I'm getting my head bit off. Like, where am I at? What is this crazy? Who's this guy talking to me? To like, wait, I'm in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Mid in the dude's mouth. Bow. Like, hits the dude with the hammer and he comes out. And he's Shin like, is he a, thought I was out? Shin is a clown. And it's, uh, it's Noi. It's Noi. That's the, Noi. that's, that's his partner's name. Shin and Noi. But the, Shin is, he's, he's one of my, one of my favorite hero, uh, villains, uh, new generation just because he's, he's badass, bro. And yeah. he seems like just to be the, the muscle. Like, even the fact that he's moving for the higher up and they're telling him what to do and he's, he's doing it. Yeah, his and boss, he's just, man. He's on some gangster shit. He's just like the muscle and he's one hell of a muscle. Let's get to episode four. In this episode, we learn more about the sorcerer world. We see how their world looks compared to the whole, they live in like, they're living in a life of luxury. In is developing his new broom, which is like this motorcycle thing that would met that magicians fly on him. Uh, in sends Shin and in is the main boss guy. He sends Shin 
and Noah on a mission to to this turkey guy and this turkey sorcerer can turn in in recreate any person dead or alive and turn them into a doll and you can see how they would react they describe the man that's in Kaimon's mouth and they recreate this person. We, they follow him all day. We see where he goes. He gets on this weird outfit with a bunch of spikes on him. He goes to his old house, and all of a sudden, Ebisu touches a safe. He then, like, damn near tries to kill Ebisu, and then Shin has to fight him. He ends up killing him. To see what's inside of there, it's a dead skull. They bring it back to, I guess, life. But Noi doesn't really bring it back to life. She just brings back all of its, like, all of its elements and particles to make it a, a, a head of what it looked like, and it was the same face as the doll created, supposedly, the guy in Kalman's mouth. They then go to a party within to find out that there's a sorcerer that brings people back to life. They're going to use it to bring the head back to life. They then find out that that sorcerer is using drugs, and it's not really him. It's a really a dog. They end up taking this dog creature back home, and they're getting ready to bring back this head to life. Meanwhile, at the end, it ends with Kaimon and Nakaido searching for this doctor who studies sorcerer. This doctor ends up making a gate door that supposedly can get them to the sorcerer's world. So, and that's how the episode ends. A lot of exposition, but a lot of cool stuff seeing how the sorcerers live compared to everybody in the hole. Yeah, this it was crazy seeing it. They live in this like radiant looking world where it's like just fantasy. It's just beautiful. It looks like a castles and whatnot. While the hole saying? is a real shithole. Yeah, while the hole, whoo, I would never, uh, bro, never, never in my live life want to live in. Yeah. Boy, the hole is the worst place to live. But um, that's like the hood of the anime <laughs> worlds, bro. No cap. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, even though this episode was a lot of exposition, I really, 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 really loved seeing like. Uh, the head get revived and the head just walk into this uh store, this cheap store, uh, clothing store, then go into this members only. Um, just seeing who this guy that's in Kaimon's mouth is it Kaimon? Who is this person and what he's doing? And seeing him run around like a zombie was hilarious, low key, because he just like this guy walk around and just and he's just been made out of food. He's when made he out of turkey. I was like, oh whoa whoa. Yeah, and he was, yeah, they, he, they he was they him Duck Fat Guy. I was like, oh shit, Duck Fat Man. <laughs> Son made out of fat, like meat fat. Not a lot but, of action uh, in this episode, though. But no, I'm not gonna lie, just enough action because um with the fight with him and Heart Guy, Heart Face, Sheen. Yeah. Uh with the that fight was intense, even though it was quick. It was just like, ooh, he was like, Oh, this bitch got a lick on me. He was like, I can't believe this fucking fake fat heat. sack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This sack of meat fat just got a lick on me. That's crazy. And just to see the thing with the pluses on his eyes and just seeing the pluses on uh, Kaimon's eyes and seeing... I saw other characters in this episode or the episode before with pluses on their eyes. So I'm like, is this a specific kind of sorcerer? Is this something specifically to certain people? Because the pluses on eyes isn't just exclusive to Kaimon or the guy inside of Kaimon's throat. I I've seen more people with that. And I'm intrigued to why certain characters, uh, sorcerers, have that on their eyes. Or if it means anything at all, because a lot of the stuff in this, a lot of things are being pulled, like a lot of pieces are getting put together as each episode goes by. But at the same time, it's still shrouded in mystery. And I love that about it. It's very hard for me specifically to get into a show that's shrouded in mystery, like AI Invaded. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do, I, yeah. ID Invaded. It's hard for me to get into that because every episode is shrouded in mystery and every episode consists of the mystery being little pieces of it being divulged uh minute by minute and it's hard for me to just watch like a puzzle get put together uh in that way versus puzzles getting put together in this way seems very high-paced energetic and seems very intriguing to where 
I don't even realize a puzzle's getting put together, or even if I don't get to the end of the puzzle getting put together, the ride is why I'm there. Yeah. And the ride is so intense that now I'm starting to see puzzle pieces get put all over the place that I'm really excited. Like, the whole first four episodes, it feels like they painted a picture to where we're about to go in the fifth episode. Yep. What would you rate episode four? Definitely a 4.5, 4.7 maybe even. Real. See, this is the 4.34 for me. But I, I really enjoyed this one. This solid episode, man. I like Dor- Doro Hedero is is the best of the winter 2020 so far. Oh, yeah. Number it, one of the year so far. Especially it's killing. new. All right. Let's get to My Hero Academia episode 78 of season four. After the fight with the Shi'ai, a Saikai, a new villain emerges and the students who participated in the raid on the Shi'ai, a Saikai, reflect on their own roles as future heroes. The new villain they're emerging is talking about is Giganto Machina or Machina or whatever his name is. That is all for one's right hand man, the real muscle. That dude is crazy. Can't wait to see what he has in store for oh, yeah. him because that dude is nuts. He fights uh basically they captured uh Warpgate, which is uh oh man, what's his name? I, I can't think of his name right now, but he's the Warpgate villain of the League of Villains. Uh Kirogiri. Yeah, they 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 capture him and they're going to, to do this to uh they're going to follow him and whatever, and they managed to just take him while fighting Giganto Machina, and they had to just leave Giganto out there because they couldn't do anything with him. Uh uh, what's what's our homie's name? Uh, the old dude who's uh the teacher, Grant Torino. Yeah, Grant Torino couldn't do anything but just take uh Kirogiri and uh the the police officer out of there because mm-hmm. they could not do anything with Giganto. Period. So that was like, ooh, can't wait to see what that entails for the future. But majority of this episode was the kids reflecting on their time. Deku talking to Miro, like telling him he's gonna give him the quirk. Miro's like, nah, bro, I don't want that. That's for you. Like, I'm gonna do my own thing. And then seeing everybody just reflect, and the next day it's like, we gotta get ready for Bakugo and Todoroki to get their license. Yeah, this is definitely a good episode. Uh, I'd probably rate it a good four, just because. It's it's not filler, but it's, it's... It's exposition. It's time of peace. It's like in the middle between some shit. So instead of just giving you uh, Deku going back to the crib and everybody just welcoming him and just him explaining everything... what's up with the League of Villains. And that part was crazy. Like the little police chase and the whole... Uh, what's his name? Giganto? Giganto uh, Mach- Machina or Machina? Giganto Machina. I feel like him pulling... Uh, coming in and just seeing that get introduced and the whole... Um, that whole little uh, chemistry was amazing to watch uh, unfold on screen. And then once Deku and gang do get back to the house, it was funny to see them like pummel him and ask him a bunch of questions and pummel him just like how if you're living in a dorm room and you're it's like, like bro, we saw you on TV. Like, what are you, what, what are y'all doing? Are y'all all right? Yada, yada. And yeah. then you see Ida be like, whoa, 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 y'all calm down, bro. Y'all, y'all tripping. He literally just got back. This was an extreme situation. Night I died. Like, give him, yeah, give, some, give yeah, his nuts some breathing room. And Deku was like, it's all good, bro. Then he instantly starts shaking his shit out of him. What the fuck you mean? It's all good. I got so many questions <laughs> for you. And it's like, bro, you being more violent than everybody else. Like, you're but literally shaking friend, him. But that's a good friend, though. It's like, we, y'all leave him alone. I'm going to have real time when I need. He's like, nah, we good. We could talk mm-hmm. now. Oh, we could talk now. Now, nigga, what the fuck going and he on? He thought back yeah. to him crying. He was like, "Bro, I've been trying to hold it together. Like, yeah. like I was showing respect, but like, if you said no restraint needs to be shown, yeah. what the fuck was happening? Oh my god, that shit was crazy. I, no. I love seeing that. Like that, just seeing it just builds uh, the characters. The girls touch back down and, and touch, and everybody being like, "Hey, girls!" And then seeing Baku go and Todoroki be like, "What the? F-? You know what I'm yeah, saying? we're going to bed. I don't give yeah, a damn we, about you guys. I'm sick of this shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got to get our license. Loves it. Loves seeing speak- it all. And speaking on their licenses, the next episode, episode seventy nine. Cammy joins the provisional license training course and is added to the team while working with the kids from Masai Gaki. Meanwhile, Endeavor has a serious talk with All Might. This episode is basically Todoroki 
uh, Bakugo, Kami, and I believe his name is Inuyasha, but I'm going to just call him the airbender. The airbender is chilling <laughs> with these guys. And they have to uh, convince these kids to listen to them and change their hearts so they can move on with the uh, with the course to get their licenses while the, the, at the same time Endeavor is sucking up his pride and asking All Might, what does it mean to be the symbol of peace because he's having a hard time filling his shoes because everybody's talking behind his back like, oh, we're not going to be safe without uh, All Might. So how is he going to be the number one hero? What do you think of this episode? I love this episode too. Just seeing Bakugo the whole episode made me just love Bakugo because he's just a he's a comedian in his own right. Uh, seeing all the Todoroki, like seeing Todoroki get that fail where he was like, I got to win their hearts by telling them yada yada. He just started introducing himself and they were like, boo, you <laughs> suck. And he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that shit was, shit was hilarious, bro, because only Todoroki would just... And like you, you don't expect that, but only he would try and fail because he's just so awkward. He's not the kind of the kind of person you go to to just wow you with personality because his personality has always been very stale and dry. But that makes him cool. He's just that kind of he's that kind of shy, not talkative. He's he's one of them people who look badass until you talk to him and just realize he's just boring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He doesn't really got too much going on. Like I remember, I think it was. I saw that on Twitter earlier. They were talking about like the girl who's like shy and quiet and you want to get to know her and then you find out she just doesn't really have that much personality. <laughs> That's Tudoroki. That's Tudoroki. <laughs> he's just, he just unapo- unapologetically boring and he just he's kind of badass, but at the same time, he can't be badass to these kids. They don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> to me, I'm sitting there thinking, as soon as he's like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do that, I'm like, yeah, Tudoroki's going to win these kids over because he's just cool. And Yorarashi tried. He tr- he was like, yo. I thought he had you- it too. He and, and, then they, and then they were like, but wait, didn't y'all fail? And this is why y'all are doing this right oh, now? He played him. And he was like, damn. Bruh, they shit on him so hard, I felt bad. I was like, all right. And Bakugo <laughs> y'all like, got my homie? Bakugo's like, F this, dog. We about to whoop y'all ass. Yeah, from the jump, from the jump Bakugo saw what was going on. He looking like... Fucking airbenders playing with the kids. You look at Todoroki. Todoroki's over there like trying to think about how to play with the kids. Bakugo sitting there like, fuck this. Bakugo's <laughs> like, I, I'm not even playing with these little niggas. Let's go. He's like, let's go. We here to go. And that's how pretty much their part of the episode ends with them having to go to battle with these little kids. It's, it's just episode. so funny how from the jump, Bakugo's like, all right, time to move these little niggas ass. And everybody's like, whoa, chill out, Bakugo. We know you just always want to do that. Calm the fuck down. It don't got to be that. Bakugo's like, no, but what I'm saying is, they need to if we them. beat their little asses, they going to shut up. And they sitting there like, look, let's Let's just try this. And Bakugo sitting there like, y'all do y'all. Let's see. What if, What are you doing? These little, uh, bro, I hate these little niggas. Y'all really like entertaining this shit. And it was so funny to see these little kids be the perfect example of what little kids with superpowers would be. <laughs> little shits who you can't tell nothing, who think they the sure, shit. Yeah. And the funny part is they look like they about to back it up. Like from the trailer, the next episode, homie got a, a gun coming out of his mouth and he's shooting huge One blasts. One controlling, look like, you know those things from Mario, which are the big black yeah, like balls the black that balls bite things? He, he got like 17 of those things And they ready look to badass. Go. They look yeah. way more threatening than the little Mario And then they got thing. the little nigga in the back who's like, yeah, y'all not gonna do nothing. These my, this my crew. Yeah, like, homie <laughs> with the blonde hair that slick back and he was talking like, I remember whenever, uh, what was it, Bakugo or Todoroki talking about like, let's just show us how it quirks. And they're sitting there like, <laughs> that's oh yeah, that was, you guys are lame. <laughs> Like, you think you really... So we got quirks. Like, what the fuck do you think this is? Just because y'all are big kids. Like, we... Y'all not going to abuse us. We going to whoop y'all ass. I love seeing that. Just the, the, the kids took this episode to the next level. Yeah. Cammy, uh being aloof and the fact that they addressed the shit with Cammy and she was all like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I was out for like And I four love days. that the little girls of the group is like, we're not going to be like her. Yeah, damn she's skank. Like, damn. <laughs> like, they was grabbing her ass. They were like, mm, mm, Skank. Mm. She just using she her hot. body. Yeah. She's she, out here. Like, they literally... She's like, she's going through puberty. She's at that age of life where she's fucking with the boys that shit's lame <laughs> we still think boys got cooties so as soon as they saw Todoroki they were like ah and she was like damn Todoroki is kind of hot they were like wait 
We being thirsty like her? No. Whack. Nah, it's not. We ain't about that shit. Like, you, you can go through them hormones. We still living our life. Boys would are you, gross. Would you think of Endeavor going, sucking up his pride and going to All Might and trying to ask him for guidance on what to be the number one hero? I definitely like seeing that. I like the fact that uh, All Might said something that he didn't expect and he was sitting there like, bruh, that's not what we talking about right now. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come to you right now with some vulnerable shit. Like, I don't tell this shit to everybody. I'm telling it to you, nigga. Yeah, just because you're the only person that can relate to this. No one else can. I he's would like, never ask this to anybody he's else. He's like, I always want to be number one then i got to number two and realized that i would never be number one because, because you're number one yeah. and now that you're not number one no more and i'm number one it don't feel right so nigga i need help getting past this because you that you that boy and i'm trying to be that boy and i don't feel like that boy right now even though everybody's looking at me like i'm that boy but, so. but we got to see that they're more and when i say this don't think that i'm saying they're similar in the sense that because endeavor did abuse his family and he's abusing we're not talking about that they're similar in the sense that Endeavor put his head down and went full speed trying to get to number two without caring about any of his family members, anybody around him. We see All Might did the same thing, but just to the symbol of peace because he left Night Eye in, in behind. He left, and we see All Might regretting that. And we see they have more things in common. And All Might's like, bro, you can never do the symbol of peace how I did. You have to do it your own way, but just don't forget the people around you who care about you. Mm-hmm. Don't leave, don't trample on and them. Speaking of, speaking of uh, Endeavor and how he's like an abuser. You, you heard Bakugo try to one-up, like, Todoroki. He was in there like, look, these little kids just need their ass whooped. He's like, son of a little kid and shit. He's like, I got whooped when I was a kid. I got my ass beat the fuck up. <laughs> it was bad for me when I was a kid. And Todoroki's just in there like, really, Bakugo, did you get your ass whooped as a kid? Like, I got a scar on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got beat up as a kid. Did you have a, do you have a, a scar to, to prove it? Like, you, a, you don't have a Zuko scar. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, were, were you getting your ass whooped by Endeavor, the number one hero in the game? Okay, then. All right, Bakugo. Maybe yeah. we need to settle down. Chill out, but... That's th- a good episode, I think bro. what both these episodes did, especially with... And you don't know this, but I know this because it was coming in views. I'm not spoiling anything, but they did a lot of good stuff setting the groundwork for what's to come with Giganto Machina and with Endeavor. Those are storylines that we have to pay close attention to going forward. And this is like the groundwork of that. So I'm giving this episode a solid four. Both episodes for me get fours. This one gets a good 4.5 for me just because of uh, uh, good exposition, good uh, middle yeah, it was funny. I'm gonna give this a four point five. You're right. It was bro. it was very entertaining. Like episode. just seeing Bakugo interact, that whole episode was hilarious. Like whenever I like when Orca touched down and Orca was all sitting there like, Y'all ain't shit. Yeah. Y'all are literally cat turds or whatever he said, turtle turds. He's like, Y'all are turtle turds or fish turds. And Bakugo was like, I'm not fish turds. And so it was like, disciplinary strike or whatever, like slapped the fuck out of him and he was like, You, what is this? And then son with the air bin and he tried to come with a good a good answer. Like, yeah, we are out of here disciplinary strike y'all suck y'all are trash y'all are here because y'all failed you know yeah. why y'all failed because y'all suck <laughs> and i was just i love that the fact that he hilarious. tried to play drill sergeant and it was it was very it was just comical i, I, I love orca i'm like to seeing him get more screen time and he can't get endeavor screen time but this is the kind of screen time him him being able to get was cool it's to good me. to expand the roster but that's all we got this week, ladies and gents. That's the, that's the end of the episode. Chris, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Man, y'all can find me on uh, Chris SJE, Twitter, Instagram. Shout out to the bro uh, Nami Wear too, because I'm about to drop some some new music. 
a new uh project sponsored by Nami Wear. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wearing the Nami Wear drip right now, but I'll be rocking the Nami Wear drip next episode. I promise you that because we will be pushing something big. 100% be sure to check that out. Uh, follow me at LinBWT on Twitter. Follow Bruce Think at Bruce Think on Twitter. I want to say shout out to Kellen Golf for coming on the pod once again. If you have not checked out the Kellen Golf episode, be sure to check that out. It will be on YouTube by the time you guys see this. So, YouTube viewers, if you didn't get the Kellen Golf interview, it'll be there as well. But it's out on all streaming platforms. And shout out to the people who won the giveaway. Uh, Shout out to Art Dealer, a.k.a. Gigi. She was one of the winners of the giveaway. Chase Young, also a winner of the giveaway. And want to shout out to Luis Murillo. Luis, man, you won the giveaway for the anime talk side of it. If you want to claim your prize, hit us up on SoundCloud. Send us a message to where we can, uh, or on Twitter, send us a message to where we can uh, contact you and get your uh, info so we can mail you some anime talk merch. And we want to do that. But the way for you all to win merch is if you follow us on Twitter at Bros Who Think. If you like us on Facebook, Facebook slash Bros Who Think. If you uh, subscribe to the YouTube or SoundCloud or Apple or Spotify. And the way we can know on Spotify and Apple is to leave a comment. That's one way. Or if you follow us on Anime Talk Pod on Instagram, you get four opportunities to be put into a giveaway. We give away merch at the end of each month, gift cards and everything. Next month, we're going to have a figure to give to you from Pure Fiction Collectibles. So you want to sign up for the giveaways. And the easiest way to do that is to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or follow at Anime Talk Pod on IG, and you will be put into the giveaways. But shout out to everybody who won. Uh, like I said, be sure to check out the Kellen Golf interview. New Bros Who Think on Thursday. Bros Who Binge will be out on Wednesday this week. Me and Trooper had to watch the movie, movie The Gentleman, so we'll have a review of that. But other than that, just be on the lookout. Got a lot of major stuff coming. Also, uh, shout out to Pure Fiction Collectibles. Like we said, be sure to check them out and go support them on Ambassador Next to Walmart. But I'm going to shop with them on payday. Yeah, same. No, 100%. <laughs> no but cap. I saw some shit I wanted. Just to get you guys ready. Anime Talk is going on tour, and we have our first tour date to give to you. Uh, let me give you the first one. The first one is Mississippi Anime Fest on March 7th. That will be in Jackson, Mississippi. You can get your tickets at avcconventions.com or at Ticketmaster. And uh, if you like what we do, we also be at Louisiana Comic Con in Lafayette, March 14th and 15th. Those are just the first two dates that we're able to give y'all. We'll be able to give y'all more next episode. But Miss Mississippi Anime Fest, Jackson, Mississippi, March 7th. Come check us out, Mississippi fans. We're going to be there talking some stuff. We're not going to mention what we're talking about, but it's going to be fire. We got hey, bro, a good presentation If, if you were there the last one, you know how we coming. We about to, we about to turn it up. Yes, sir. So, But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Remember to click the like button, drop and subscribe on the YouTube channel. It really helps us out if you can click that like button and subscribe. It'll make it, our content more noticeable to other, uh, more noticeable on YouTube. It'll just help more people discover us. We don't ask for money. We're not asking for donations. We give you this content because we love doing it. The only thing we ask of you guys is just to click that like and click subscribe and support the machine because the more you support us, the more content we're going to give you. And we got a lot of interviews with voice actors coming. If you thought the Kellen Golf interview was just 
like that that's it don't be shocked big, big moves man and yeah. i'm not gonna lie bro <laughs> just to just to plug it again bro that interview like i listened to it because i was sick i couldn't i couldn't be we wanted chris to be it. yeah no fact and I, I had questions and shit but uh a lot of the questions i answered uh, i asked got answered and uh he dropped a lot of gems as far as just if you're looking to get into the anime um voice acting game if you're looking to get into the acting game he just he dropped a lot of gems and just me having specific goals in that field I, I feel like I learned a lot listening to that interview about Word. him and Thank the industry. Hell yeah. So be sure to check that out. But we got a lot of good stuff on the way. Just be on the lookout and keep supporting the machine and we will keep delivering amazing content to you guys but thank you for tuning in to us we will be back in two weeks we might have something in between but thank you have a good one and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks be safe peace diamonds dripping off my face like i'm letting in yeah these niggas ain't about shit call them 10 10 yeah. niggas talking down and that's a spin bin yeah niggas say they better that's a big cringe can't fuck with the crystal the one-handed pillar i ride for my niggas yeah Pull up and I kill you, won't even remember I do this shit every day Yeah, I demon sleep, but I'm a demon, bitch I feel like you's K They mad that I'm winning, they hating the outcome Like he ain't Rashad's K These kids need this talking shit I pull up on and get keeper and close the gate